morning, everybody. Uh, this is Frank, and I'm here with my buddy AJ. We're Hello. the Long Lost Heroes. Um, and we've been off for a little while, but we finally got together and um, saw two movies in the span of like three days. So, yeah, very, uh, really close on top of each other. Yeah, so keep an eye out for our second episode, uh, which we'll be launching pretty soon, too. But today, this morning, today, we're going to be talking about Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, um, which we saw, I guess, actually a week ago a to week the ago. day. Yeah. Um, we saw it last Saturday, right after it, it released. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it uh, had kind of, I think, what I heard, the softest op- opening um, for a Harry Potter fan. Any of them. Yeah. 62 million. Which... I mean, it's not a bad, bad opening, but for something that's like this huge franchise, that's kind of not a good sign, right? Well, you know, I think, you know, Warner's, um, the studio behind Harry Potter, um, you know, they took a big gamble um, with J.K., Joe Rowling, writing the, uh, in to- uh, you know, writing this script. Um, they have David Yates, the director, who's always great. You have a fantastic cast. Uh, but, you know, J.K. Rowling writes a mean book. I don't know if she writes a really good or compelling script these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I think, you know, we'll just say it, like, now. Like, you know, uh, you know th- th- we're totally going to get into spoilers in this movie. Um, you know, it did, it, it was weak, but it wasn't that, you know... Uh, wasn't the character's fault. Um, I think this was uh, a little too much. I mean, uh, okay. So this movie comes after Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, starring Eddie Redmayne. Um, it had uh, it did very well um, and kind of follows up the Harry Potter franchise, opening up, quote-unquote, the wizarding world um, that we are now living in. This movie takes place around the 20s. It's in New York mm-hmm. City. It's kind of a fun romp with some really fun animals and CGI, you know, kind of playing around in this, you know, Harry Potter apocrypha for, uh, you know, lack of a better word. And, uh, you know, um, you know, now yeah. we're picking up now we're picking up the story again. Um, yeah. And I we rewatched the first one a few weeks ago, right before it, um, sure. because, you know, it came out, maybe, maybe, what, two years ago. And you know that's the other thing. Like they're they're trying to churn these things out pretty quickly. It seems like, which, um, as we know from the Star Star Wars universe and from the Hobbit trilogy and some other things that just get a little bit rushed. It's just like make us wait a little bit more. Put put the time in and the effort in, and maybe you'll come away with something better than like okay maybe. We'll get sixty-two million that opening weekend, and then two years later, it's going to be a little bit less. Like you spread it out, it becomes eventized a little bit more. Now, to be fair, it, it it did feel like they needed to keep the momentum because it had been several years since the Deathly Hollows came out. So, like, I understand why they wanted to get going, but uh, yeah, the first one was really fun. And like on a, a rewatch, I was like, oh wow, this does open up the universe a bit. It, it you're not so much in this small. Um, well, very big story, but like, you, like Harry Potter as a character is very much like it's very you know, linear. It goes. It's one, very linear. It goes one way, and it's and it's repetitive. This is kind of new, and I yeah. dig, and I dig that it's new, and I dig her little 
the flourishes and of of cool creatures and a little bit of more you know tie-ins the thestrals at the beginning of this movie was really great i love the opening sequence i thought like the whole escape scene from uh the ministry of magic or the you know whatever the fuck they call it in new york city yeah uh, when they were leaving that was excellent that was yeah that that hooked me i was like oh okay i'm in this yeah i'm ready to see i'm ready to see some crimes of fucking grindelwald i'm i'm you know it's (laughs) okay let's talk about johnny depp for a hot minute i think johnny depp you know, he was beating his wife or whatever the fuck, uh, and she came out, I think, last year to say this. Um, I like, I don't know, like, I don't know, you know, you know, if the, if you know, I don't know if there's ever, ever been anybody else who's been accused of this, but I think in the Me Too movement, we have to believe these women. And absolutely, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, <sighs> like, fuck, dude. Like, come on. Like, you're fucking Johnny Depp. You're. You're bigger than Captain Jack Sparrow. I think he thinks he's just Captain Jack Sparrow. That's yeah. why I think he took this movie to do something different and interesting and hope to win us back. But And like, it, it feels a little bit like that that's the, the, the character he's become is Jack Sparrow and it's Jack Sparrow <laughs> portraying Grindelwald and portraying yeah, the Mad I, Hatter I and all this do, stuff, right? Yeah, I want him to get beyond himself a little bit. Like he, he can do this, like and he has to fucking come out and say some shit and you know, he has to be is to make a big fucking donation and go to a fucking treatment and deal with his shit. Like he and yeah, I mean, and, and they months ago they came out and and you know had a statement, of course, and they were they were all and like J.K. Rowling and David Yates and everybody, they were all like, we're still in support of Johnny and we 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 stand by our casting and all this and blah 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 and like whether that uh, what whether the way they handled it was right or not, it, it seems to me that like it's a little bit tarnished and like, especially if you're going into this franchise, like leaning in on this character portrayed yeah. by Johnny Depp, it's like, Fuck. it's interesting because like the first movie, right? Like you had Colin Farrell and then you have this reveal at the very end that it's Johnny Depp playing Grindelwald. Like, like, I don't know. They could have easily re- like wrote him out of it in, in the between, right? Well, they, they, well, no, not necessarily Grindelwald, but I think totally like Johnny well, Depp could have Johnny been Depp. recast, but because they had him as, you know, a different face. So like he changes face and then he changes face again or something. Right. They did it fucking the, you know what I watched last night that was, that made me think of this. What? <laughs> the fucking Oracle in Matri- in matrix reloaded dies uh-huh. in between matrix reloaded and matrix revolutions. And then when you get to see Matrix Revolutions, when Morpheus and Trinity show up to see the Oracle, they spend five minutes being like, I'm here, this is what happened, the other one's gone, this is just me now, we all have to deal with this and move on. And like, <laughs> fucking balls on this movie. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So like, I, I don't know, like I think that they could have, I, 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 okay, so I was glad with the opening, I thought the opening was good. And then I thought that this movie had, this movie has like a, this movie thinks it's a show and it's not. And, Mm. you know, I think that maybe J.K. Rowling should have taken this to a Netflix or an HBO to do this over more of a long form storytelling and would have made bank. I get why she likes to make the movies because they're quick and dirty and easy for her at this point. Like she, but I hope that she you know, learns from, learns that, you know, you need to have actual, you know, I, I don't know what the plot of this movie was. Like that, when I walked out, I just felt so, 
you know, confused and yeah. lost. And, and, you know, I get that that's cool on, on her part to introduce so much new stuff. Uh, but, and, you know, I guess we're getting into spoilers yeah. now. So, well, so the, the only other thing that I'll say before we get into spoilers is like, this had, and maybe some people consider this a spoiler, but this had a pretty low score on Rotten Tomatoes too. Oh, really? And so like it, yeah, what is I, it? I I don't know the you know how they have two scores, but at least one of them was low in oh, the shit. rotten range, and so like my concern is if if people didn't go and spend money, and if people didn't like it, and maybe critics didn't like it, that that's not good for for you know step two in this movie like they this franchise they need to come back with the third one because I think it's this is this was two of five there will be. A total of five movies, and so they really need to. Like, Who makes five movies? No five movies. Because they were like, "Oh well, Harry Potter was eight. No, so two, let's... <laughs> three tops. Sometimes you get to make four, but but really, you know, I, I don't know. I think that it's pretty ballsy to say I'm going to do five fucking movies. <laughs> it it sure is, but like. No, this is Harry the, the Potter, world we live in now. Harry like Potter they... is, Harry Potter is solely different because of the dynamic that each year of Hogwarts is a year of the books. Right. It's seven. It's seven years timeline from when he goes there to when he leaves. So, like to me, I think that 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 holds up. You, she wrote it as a book. It wasn't. It became a movie eventually, uh, but you know now. I don't know. This just so much. There's so much being set up in this movie, and none of it really pays off. Okay, are we into spoilers? Can we talk about spoilers? Let's let's get into spoilers. Okay. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Okay. If you so, haven't seen this movie yet, go away. Okay. Tell me the three favorite creatures that you thought from this movie. Um. Okay. I love the water horse thing, the seaweed monster that he had in his house. The kelpie. The Kelpie, that okay. thing was really cool, but okay. like again, it was fleeting and it wasn't around for very long. Uh-huh. Um, I, I mean, I still love the Niffler and the little baby Nifflers for sure. Those things are adorable and like they they're scene scene stealing. They are. Um, and then like the big dragon, like never ending story monster cat thing is also awesome so like there there's some really good new creatures in there but like i feel like the there's first three movie did... that's all i'm telling you there is there's three of them and i think that <laughs> you can't think of a fourth one i'm telling you right now you're right you can sit there all day the other the only one i could think of is the other like crazy big bird that was behind them and then maybe fox at the end but like yeah uh to me like this movie lacked Creatures. I also think that uh, not, no offense to um, you know uh, whoever made this movie, but have some more practical creatures. Like there's a yeah. whole bunch of really fucking great people out there who can work and did work on the first series, and mm-hmm. there was tons of practical shit. And like that makes a huge difference. Look at what they're doing with Star Wars. Like don't make everything CGI. There were moments of the big doggy thing, cat thing that could have been practical. Yeah. And that would have made a huge difference in how you saw this creature. Um, and, you know, I I hope that they embrace that going further down the line. It seems like a lot of the characters are really being thrown around in those spaces. So whatever, if they're using wires or whatever, that looks cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because you're right. Like, this, 
franchise has deemed Fantastic Beasts, right? Like yeah. so, you like you gotta have, beasts. yeah, you gotta have more. And like I get that his whole thing is like, you know, the way he investigated uh, the scene um, to find uh, Queenie Tina, which one I can't remember. T- Tina, I guess. Um, like that was really cool. Like he's he's got a very different mindset. I and think I think they that's... did a good job in this movie of saying everybody's names enough times. Where in the last movie, I had no <laughs> idea who everybody was. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like Jacob, yeah. Jacob, 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 Jacob. Queenie, <laughs> Tina, Newt, boom. I know everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, and then okay. So then let's talk about, like, this, like, Lestrange plot line. Because if you can explain it to me, I will give you $500 on Venmo in the next, you know, formal payments over the years. Because I have no idea what they're talking about. It seemed to me that it didn't matter at all. It is very unclear. I need to do the research and maybe there's some more. Because, like, obviously in the Harry Potter film franchise and the books, we have... Beatrix Lestrange and Narcissa Lestrange, which is um, Malfoy's mom. So, like, that line continues, right? Like, there has to be other Lestranges. So, like, this little Lestrange played by Zoe Kravitz, like, seemingly dies uh-huh. in the film. And it was very unclear to me whether or not this was the end of their line or if there was other Lestranges because it seemed like her dad is kind of a, a man whore and, like, sleeping with all these women and having children all over the place. So to me, it seems like there has got to be other kids out there. And then I guess there's also like how this, the Lestrange family relates to the black family, which there's like a, another family tree that they're kind of connected, but not really, but hasn't been um, connected yet. Right. I, maybe that's the the thing that we're not, we're not getting. Um, so I don't know. It, it is unclear to me, but like, it's interesting that there, there's a lot of like playing with our expectations in this movie. Like there's like, oh, you know this person, you know this name, and then like, oh, twists, you know, things that are gonna pay off down the line that um, in the Harry Potter movies. But it's almost too much because it. I don't it, know. Okay, so then she, apparently she goes when she's coming, going someplace on a boat. She throws, she changes this baby Corvus to this other baby, and then this baby, you know, apparently drowns, and then she takes this other baby, and that's Credence. Um, but also, uh, you know, then you have this, like, you know, other, you know, goblin character that had cared for, um, you know, Credence. And, like, we have, we have no idea where this kid's fucking coming from. So... To, and he didn't he also die at the end of the last movie and he's just like back now well yeah and that that is a a thing that they wrote off in one sentence in this movie because he it did seem like he died and then they're like oh no he lived <laughs> <laughs> no he's good he's, he's he's fine don't worry um he yeah had, I, he had a kool-aid and some graham crackers and he was totally good it's interesting because i feel like they're leaning into him pretty heavily um well now we but know his, okay so we his, his arc in this movie is super confusing and it it just like him like following breadcrumbs which is like not the best plot it's like okay grindelwald i've <laughs> i've laid out his plans and he will meet me here in three days time <laughs> like it's it, it's like a little too 
it's too light and there's not enough going on and you don't you don't see him making decisions because of his character right. and so credence like gets to this end revelation at the end where it's like oh actually you're a dumbledore and it's like why is he supposed to care you know so like are we to believe that like uh um, Dumbledore's mother had this kid after her other husband had died. But wouldn't that not make... That would make him a Dumbledore by the mother. I, I don't know. Again, it, it, th- like, that's unclear. It's, it's a twist at the end that they don't really explain because for us, as book readers and moviegoers from the original franchise, we know that Dumbledore, Albus, has a brother. Abigail. And that... Yeah, who we've met and known as an old man, and that's not this Credence character. No. And he had a sister, Ariana or something, Ariana, that died that, very young. That died when they killed her. When right. Grindelwald and Naberforth and uh, they were and the Albus Dumbledore were all having a big fight, and they like somebody killed her. They don't know who, but somebody right. did somebody killed her but there's no mention in this in that timeline of a missing younger brother so and it obviously they're they're leaning into the his importance for some reason but like why it's never mentioned again is kind of strange um unless it's unless it's again like another like twist of like similar to the force not the force awakens but the last jedi like Oh, Ray's not important, but maybe she will be. Like, oh, you know, Credence, you're a, a Dumbledore because Grindelwald tells you are. <laughs> like, maybe he's not actually a Dumbledore. Maybe he is kind of a nobody. Um, so we'll see. Um, yeah. So like the plot of this movie is a little bit wishy-washy. I will say that. Um, it's. There are a lot of moving pieces. We, they introduce a bunch of new characters. You have, um, uh, like we said, Lestrange, and then um, uh, Newt's brother, um, who is engaged to Lestrange. Um, you have um, Nagini, who basically serves no purpose in this film. Like, she, doesn't, she doesn't get to do very much. No. She doesn't get to do anything. And like, I was really disappointed that the the circus sequence was so short like that. Like there were creatures there and they were like, quote unquote freaks there. Yeah. I, I thought that that was going to like, it was big in the trailers and it was like one sequence and it was done and, and that was it. And it's like, I guess we we're to believe that Credence found this circus troupe and became really good friends with Nagini. And that, that was like their bond because they were both like outcasts. But like, it was, I guess a, a bit of a, like, maybe not a red herring, but, like, unexpected um, for him to go and Nagini not to because we know that later on in Nagini's life she's, like, works with the Dark Lord. Yeah, so, like, yeah, I guess we expected her to go to the Dark Path, but she didn't, so, like, maybe she'll have a more important role in the future, but, like, it just, even through this one, she didn't really serve much purpose. It was cool to see, like, you know her backstory a little bit but it's, i don't know it's weird because like these prequels serve such a different purpose than the star wars prequels you know what i mean mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like the way that like a <clears throat> or even the 
No, I guess they're they're probably more similar to like the X Men prequels because like you're learning about the older characters, you know, in new ways and what they were going through. Um, yeah. You know, I, so we also uh, I want to talk about uh, you know continuity a little bit. Of, you know, people are not people are, but uh, you know, I think it has been said on Twitter, and we can talk about it now uh, that. Uh, Professor McGonagall um, <clears throat> could not have been uh, teaching that class because she had not been born yet. Um, so yeah. who is that lady? We're just going to call her uh, Mrs. McGonagall, the mother, and we're all going to move on. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, that's and, certainly a possibility, yeah, right? Yeah, and that is fine. That is and totally I, I mean, fine. I think... I, you know, maybe I didn't watch it fast enough, but, like, I was watching Sorcerer's Stone last night, because one does. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, a little clip of, um, like, when Harry's looking at his, his dad's trophy when he realizes his dad was also a seeker. And there's, like, another name there that, to me, almost looks like McGonagall. So it's, like, to me, like, there are clearly, like, big families in this universe, right? So you've got yeah. your... Potters and your Lestranges and your Malfoys and Dumbledores and so like McGonagall could be a name that is not just the prof- the Professor Minerva that we know, but you're right that could be a mother that could be a an aunt or a cousin yeah. or something, and just happens to also work with a young Dumbledore. Why do that? It's too confusing. It, it makes the universe feel small and it makes it seem like a plot hole. But anyway. Um, another character we didn't really talk about is Jude Law's portrayance of of Dumbledore. Um, I I liked him a lot. I just feel like he didn't have enough to do. Yeah, he's the, the clear standout of this movie. Uh, Jude Law is charming as fuck. Um, he's ha- going to have a really big year. He has a whole bunch of stuff coming out. Yeah. Uh, he just did Young Pope. I did not see Young Pope. Um, but I hear it's, you know, it's a good performance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, to, he's in Captain Marvel coming up, mm-hmm. and um, so he's a. I think he brings a lot to this movie, but they, uh, you know, I think one of the things, you know, I was hoping with this movie is that it would be more focused on Dumbledore because, and in a way, it kind of is. There's a little bit more, you know, backstory. There's a little bit of time spent, more time spent at Hogwarts. That's cool. Oh uh, yeah, that was real. Um, but other than that, like, you know, I, he should be, I think what they are going to learn from this movie is that he's the Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, he's really what we want to see here, mm-hmm. and that he, he's, or he's their protagonist, like, you know, these other characters, like, they can build them to be tragic characters, but we have to see them do shit. Yeah. And, like, to me, you know, the crimes of Grindelwald, he doesn't do very many crimes. No. He he does the first crimes in the beginning. He does the crimes in the last movie. Um, but then, you know, later on, you know, it, it, when he's in the city, like, is he is he really putting, like, black sh- shrouds all over Paris, like, all over regular Paris? Or is that just, like, the wizarding, you know, you know, alternate, you know, uh, pyramid universe that they're walking around in, uh... You know that is. Uh, I don't know. The, wi- it, the wizards it, go through. It seems like he doesn't want to be in hiding. He he has a very clear sense of the way 
that they, he wants to interact with muggles or nomadges or whatever. I guess we're, they're muggles again, which I kind of prefer because we're in Europe. Um, I don't know. I feel like a more appropriate title would have been like no, but he's fantastic in, in beast. French. It was no magique. No magique, which is way cooler than nomad. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a more appropriate title would have been like the escape of Grindelwald or something because like yeah, you know, like the the saying the crimes implies that he's gonna do a whole bunch of stuff and like they have to like catch him. It's just him like trying to rally troops and try to like influence people to join his cause um or the rise of like i, I hate the rot like how many movies have been the rise or the dawn or the war of the planet of the apes like, <laughs> <laughs> like too, too many things like that batman returns and yeah mary poppins um and then so like Batman's forever and then he's <laughs> and then he's with robin and then he begins yes um, but I, I thought yeah. the best title ever was The Dark Knight. I thought that was probably the coolest title of any movie that they could have done because yeah. And then they they mirrored that with Man of Steel, and that was pretty cool too. That's cool, but I wish that they had done for Dark Knight Rises like like you know something different than you know Dark Knight Rises. I hate that title. Yeah, I hate that title too. Uh, I wish they had done anything other than. So clearly, Warner Brothers has a problem with titles. Well, Warner Brothers, it, I think what Warner what Warner Brothers tells us time and time again is they are a machine. They are they are the boardroom more so than the, what people are able to do at the Disney operated studios. Yeah, you know what I mean. That they are really um, this is driven by a committee by a research laboratory. Um, that comes out and tells you what this is. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes you get lucky. Uh, I think in the two, like the late 2000s when they weren't trying to, like when they were doing V for Vendetta and, you know, Watchmen and Dark Knight, but also, you know, getting ready to do Man of Steel, you know, they have missteps like Green Lantern and stuff like that, but... Sure. I think that when Warner Brothers goes for the edge, I think they're able to succeed most of those times. And that's why Harry Potter, I think, did so well in the movies, because they got gradually darker and darker and darker to the point mm -hmm. where they could kind of match in tone the sentiment of a Twilight or a Lord of the Rings or a... Um, you know, or Hobbit or... Or, or, you know, Matrix, or uh, Hunger Games. Hunger yeah. Games, like... Like kind of when you can kind of go to those levels of darkness, you can do different stuff, and they did that. This wasn't dark. This was like, I think the clothes are cool, but like we don't need to, you know, it needs to be more about the just the clothes. Like we need to see them doing epic shit, and we ne and like other than the cameos of his aminals in the very first scene, you don't really get enough. I think that this movie lacked creatures and and that kind of uh feel of fantasticness fantastic and, and the, the sense of wonder like that was what the first one did such a good job of it, it really reintroduced you into this world where like like i said watching sorcerer's stern last night that is that movie is all set up and like all like you know because you're following along with harry the whole time you're you he's learning everything as the audience is and like right 
that was something that was endearing with um, the first one because Jacob is your character there. Like he's the one that's going like step by step into this right. magical world that he doesn't understand because like it's another level, right? You, we're seeing these crazy creatures. We're seeing magic done at a high level. Like these are these are adults. These aren't kids. Like they're not learning magic on the go. No, like, they know what they're fucking doing. They yeah. have all the shit. Like they're and they're executing it. Um, right. And then yeah. you don't really have that. Like, and it's kind of a, like, there are too many characters, I think, because it's a detriment to the, the core cast. Like, how much have we talked about Tina, Queenie, Jacob, and, and Newt? Like, I, I feel like they, there are moments where they feel they're like supporting cast. They're just, yeah. pin, they're, like, they're like balls in the pinball machine. They're just the, in the motion of the story of this movie. Yeah. I, I think Newt still is kind of the center, and, and he is tied to everything. He's tied to the strangers. He's tied to Dumbledore. Um, but it, it is kind of, I feel like they had to shoehorn in Jacob and Queenie and like they, they split them up. You know, they had through most of the movie, they weren't together and they, uh, Queenie makes this choice at the end, you know, because she wants to be able to, to marry muggles. And like, that's her, like it, it makes sense for her character, but like, now that she's going to be on on the dark side, it's kind of like, okay, well, what's going to happen from I don't there? Think, I, mean, I don't think she's going to be on the dark side for very long. No. Um, I also think that it's kind of stupid that movies do this when they break people up for no reason in the sequel just to do it. Ghostbusters 2 syndrome, you know, it's kind of bullshit. Um, yeah. You know, that, so, this, this was no Empire Strikes Back. This was no like Empire... This. No. So, okay. Uh let's keep uh all right let's wrap this up i okay listen if you like harry potter and you want to know what's going to happen next and you know see ultimately what happens to dumbledore yeah you're going to go see this movie is this movie the iron man 2 of the fantastic beast franchise we have yet to see um we could be that's a good point um but i think you know with iron man 2 you have so many plot threads that are put into motion um you know you see the entire future comings of the MCU at that point. Yeah. And for uh, me, like looking back on Iron Man two, I, I have a fond memory of it because it sets up so much and like everything after that's so strong that like if, if they, if they pick up and do good stuff with the franchise from here, like maybe we'll feel more fondly of this one. I don't know. Totally. Um, I think that for three, if I had a few suggestions to give to the Harry Potter franchise, Bring in another big name to play somebody crazy, evil, and powerful that we all can get behind and, and cheer for, because nobody's going to do that for Johnny Depp. Uh, if they can, you know, get somebody, you know, on the equivalent of a Gary Oldman as Sirius Black when he came in, mm-hmm. or a uh, Helena Bonham Carter when she came in to do, you know, uh, the original Lestrange uh, in the movies, that they could get somebody that people can go in and cheer for. There's nobody really to cheer for on the dark side of this movie. Um... So I hope that they can do that. I hope that they can, you know, find a script that's going to really kind of bring some more things home. And, and, and if they're going to do five, you know, give us a clear path for where we're headed, you know. Right. I, it's, I think, it's pretty nebulous. Yeah. I think what they've said is that these movies are going to take place, you know, between, I guess, wherever this time period is and the end of World War II. Um, so yeah, that, that tracks basic, like, you know, there's that scene towards the end of the movie where Grindelwald shows, um, every, all of his like potential followers, like what the war to come. And it it heavily implies that like, they're gonna, 
influence it in some way um either like the start right. of it or the end of it i don't know but um yeah that that would make sense but like that's still so far away from you know the mid 90s like i guess harry was born like in in the like he's born like our time you know 80 mid mid 80s late 80s kind yeah, of thing so, so like that's still a long ways away yeah but that's when they'll be starting to do you know the voldemort you know darth vader series we never got that would be pretty cool okay yeah um frank do you have any final thoughts on this movie um no i i I think coming out of it i liked it more than you did um upon further analysis like i do see a lot of issues with it but um i still like going back to this universe i want to see more i just yeah i I want them to focus a little bit and 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 give us more of the things that we want to see and like like the creatures and and the and the characters we want to see, and, and less of all this kind of busy. I feel like it was kind of long too. Like the, it does just like focus in. So <laughs> focus, uh, <laughs> focus. <laughs> um, but so we'll see. I I hope that they kind of turn it around with the next one and and knock it out of the park. But anything else for you? No, I'm good. Great. All right. Well, thank you everybody for uh, tuning into our discussion on fantastic beasts of the crimes of grindelwald um as always you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at llh podcast you can email us at info at longlostheroes.net you can follow our website online at longlostheroes.net you can subscribe to us on itunes um, long lost heroes podcast and for our next discussion we're going to be talking about wreck it ralph 2 ralph breaks the internet so if you've seen that one, tune in in a couple of days, and we'll have that episode up as well. Um, but for all things uh, pop culture movie news, keep tuned to uh, Long Lost Heroes podcast, and I'll catch you next time. Have a good one, AJ. Take care, y'all.